DiscerningHearts.com presents Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. Monsignor Essif is a priest of the Diocese of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He has served as a retreat director and confessor to St. Teresa of Calcutta. He continues to offer direction and retreats for the Sisters of the Missionaries of Charity. Monsignor Essif encountered St. Padre Pio, who would become a spiritual father to him. He has lived in areas around the world, serving in the Pontifical Missions, a Catholic organization established by Pope St. John Paul II to bring the good news to the world, especially to the poor. He continues to serve as a retreat leader and director to bishops, priests, and sisters, seminarians, and other religious leaders. Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. What's in your heart today, Monsignor? I would like to think that I would especially love to talk to priests and parents about their blessing. There's an instruction today that Moses gives to Aaron, to the priests. I think the power to bless is certainly every parent, mothers and fathers, grandparents, have a tremendous power of blessing. Because actually the father is the priest of the family and the mother has this tremendous power to bless her children. And priests, have you ever thought of the magnificent power you have with regard to your priestly blessing? And so Moses, in the instruction in Numbers, the Lord spoke to Moses and said, Say to Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the sons of Israel. You shall say to them, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord uncover his face to you and bring you peace. This is how you are to call down my name on the sons of Israel, and I will bless them. I often use this at the conclusion of the Eucharist, and I bless the people before they go off. What is so powerful about a blessing is the intentionality fact that you are calling down God's blessing on God's people. So as priests and as fathers and mothers, you have this tremendous power. Let's take especially from our mother Mary and the sacred heart, the power and the grace of an intentionality. In Luke's gospel today, we have the heart of Mary very much exposed as we discuss the gospel of today. The shepherds hurried away to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. When they saw the child, they repeated what they had been told about him, 
and everyone who heard it was astonished at what the shepherds had to say. As for Mary, she treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. As the Immaculate Heart of Mary is so powerful in treasuring and pondering with regard to intentionality, so is the heart of this little baby that is lying in the manger. This is God's son. Jesus, when he was talking to his disciples at the Last Supper, this same Jesus was telling them, I am the way and the truth and the life. And then Philip interrupts him, show us the Father. And then we'll see him for ourselves. And Jesus says to Philip, Philip, don't you know, have you been with me this long, that those who see me see the Father? Do you want to see God? Do you want to see the Father? The Father is invisible. But in Jesus, he became visible. That child lying in the manger and the shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was exactly as they had been told. When the eighth day came and the child was to be circumcised, they gave him the name Jesus, the name the angel had given him before his conception. Today, we celebrate Mary's maternity of God. Mary is the mother of God. We never could see God. But today, Jesus comes into the world. Christmas is the birth of Jesus in the world. God become visible. Emmanuel, God with us, is Jesus Christ. At the Last Supper, when he was talking to his disciples, he said to them, don't you know that those who see me see the Father? Do you and I recognize that Jesus has become visible, tangible? He is has a body through Mary, just like us. So we can see God. The sacred heart of Jesus is in him. The sacred eyes of Jesus are in him. His hands, his feet, his body. He has become, he has taken his human nature from Mary. He has taken his divine nature from his father and he has become our Savior, the second person of the Trinity, has become visible. And so God with us reveals the Father to us as his Father. We know the Father and we see the Father through him and with him and in him. In our talks, in our conversations, I have said that he is in me because sometimes it's far more easy to see this, that he is in the other. Parents, where 
is Jesus. He's in my son. He's in my daughter. He's in my children. Sometimes we don't even realize how much he is in us, but we do see him coming to us through them. And you have the power to bless them with that same blessing that Numbers was talking about today. So why not, in, as this New Year's resolution is coming, if you haven't been doing so, bless your son, bless your daughter. What a magnificent difference it's going to make with every meal when you realize that you have a power to bless the food, to bless your family, to bless the table. Every meal will change and be transformed. They're going off to school will be so different if you bless them. They're going to take a test will be so different as they come and seek your blessing. You, as they look at you now, become the visible face of Jesus. Maybe the way we have to get to know and learn that Christ is in us by the way we bless and the power with which we bless. How many priests I have met and they fail to recognize that they are Christ to the people on an intentional basis. The kind that was in the heart of Mary today, the kind of power that's in the sacred heart. Can you imagine the astonishment of Jesus? And I don't think he was putting Philip on. Philip, don't you know that those who see me see the Father? The Father and I are one. He's been telling Philip that. Beloved priest, don't you know that you are Christ to your people? And don't you know that you and the Father are one? As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. In the same way that the Father is with me, I am with you. And especially through your ordination, by your baptism, by your confirmation, and by your ordination, ontologically Christ lives in you. And so when you bless, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he show to you his countenance and give you peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of Holy Spirit. The intentionality that you have of giving the Trinitarian blessing to your people, to bless them when they're sick, to bless them after they've confessed their sins and you've forgiven them their sins, to bless them when you go to the hospital, to bless them when you're in the hospice, to bless them when you're on the street. You are Christ. He who sees me sees the Father. Don't you see this, Philip? Jesus said in astonishment to Philip. The presence of Christ in the Christian community. Last night, there were two million people in New York 
watching a ball come down. The light is with us and in us. Do the people see the power of God within themselves? At least half of those people had to be Christian. The, Ho the Holy Father was having Vespers yesterday and was challenging the people as they looked at Jesus in the manger in today's gospel to see him in the marginalized, in the poor, because he came into our midst as a child, that its weakness and the dependence of a child should have us see that there's no one in our midst that shouldn't be open to our love and to our acceptance of everyone. He was challenging them to see in this young couple, Joseph and Mary, that we should have an openness to young people, to have jobs for them, places for them in our society. How often we are being challenged by this holy family. Today, Paul, in his letter to the Galatians, talks about the presence of God with us. When the appointed time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, born a subject of the law, to redeem the subjects of the law and to enable us to be adopted sons and daughters. The proof that you are sons is that God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. That spirit is that which I'm talking about, the intentionality, the power that is in us. The power is the spirit. The proof that you are sons is that God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit that cries, Abba, Father. And it is this same spirit that makes us a son. You are not a slave anymore. And if God has made you a son, I address my words to priests and to parents. But every single Catholic Christian has that spirit of sonship and daughterhood in them. They are no longer just a human. They have divinity within themselves. You have power. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he show to you his countenance and give you peace. And you have been baptized into that blessing that was given to us by Moses in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Monsignor? Yes? There are still so many people who 
really struggle with the idea that somehow Christ dwells within them. Somehow they see Jesus as way out there. They see even the Spirit coming in to us without the the realization that God has been dwelling in us since our baptism. And they, it's just such a, it's a struggle for them. It, has it been because of catechesis that we just didn't prepare people before that baptism to help them to realize exactly what they were being brought into? I was hoping today, Chris, that because of the emphasis on mission, that is that we see Christ in the poor and that we see Christ in others, that, you know, how we know that the last judgment, that Christ is in the sick, Christ is in the poor, and Christ is in that person who may be a down and out person. And we can recognize him there. And I'm sure all of you have this experience that are listening to me. You look at someone, and this person had been through terrible suffering that I was with yesterday, shaking all over and she had been through a, 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 a ritual abuse, a sexual ritual abuse thing when she was a child of three. And she has suffered tremendously ever since. So you look at another and you've been used to hearing Christ is in them. Well, I was looking at her and I was seeing Christ, recalling Christ in her through baptism through her confirmation, through the Eucharist that she celebrates. And then I celebrated reconciliation with her. But that power of Christ in the other, that same power is in us. So that as we begin to discover that power in others, that is the presence of Jesus, that we hopefully would come to know it in ourselves. We have been told that what you do for others, you do for Christ. But it is Christ in us that does it. It's not I who do it. And Paul, who uh, talks about that presence of Christ within himself, I live, no, not I, but Christ lives in me. And so that this Christ in me, it's so powerful in myself I think, Chris, the answer to what the poor catechesis is, there's this huge power that lies dormant within the heart of a Christian that is wanting so much to come to life. This huge power is what Paul is talking about, this spirit that lies within us. He calls it the proof that you are a son of God is that God has sent his spirit into you. There is something in you. It, it is God, Holy Spirit in you, that's crying out, Abba, Father. Every one of us has that spirit. I really believe that it's going to be the greatest awakening in the world this year when we come to discover 
that I truly am God's daughter, God's son. But I think some of the strongest awakenings can come to you fathers and mothers, to you priests. And I had a young Capuchin. He was a, just, I looked at him and he had such power in him. And I was awakening in him an awareness that he was Christ in the world. Oh, if that can be awakened, that that power that lies within each one of us, the priests awaken again, parents awaken again, that power that you have. See that love that's in you for your son, for your daughter. Bless them. Give them the greatest thing you have. Christ, bless them before they go away and before they, before they leave home or maybe they're going to the service or maybe they're going to be in harm's way. Bless them. That love that's in you is Jesus, is the Father, is the Spirit. And it's awakened in you. You grandparents, when you see the children, that power that's in you, let it be awakened. It's there, and we don't recognize that power. Chris, I would like to think that this could be a new year of grace. When I looked at those two million people, and I thought, if just half of them would be awakened to the light that is within them, they wouldn't be just looking at that ball up there for to drop, to bring light into a new year. They'd see it within themselves. Well, part of it, isn't it, Monsignor, that even in that moment at baptism, that the parents bless the children because they've been given authority by the church to do so. I mean, it is explicitly said in the liturgy, just as a priest is given explicit authority by the church, whose power all flows from the Father, you know, that, but they receive that explicit authority from the church at their ordination. That remains with them. That's right. They have, they have that same authority. If your child is molested or, or tantalized by Satan, you have the power to say to Satan, get out of here. I consecrated this child to God. That's the one person other than the exorcist who can say to Satan, leave this child. This child belongs to God. Authority, the author of all power is God the Father. And you are there in place of the Father. And you are there as recognized by the church as well as the priest to be there as a teacher. But you are the first and you are the, the most powerful, really, with your children. Final thought, Monsignor? I really would like to just conclude with that great blessing. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he show to you his countenance 
and give you peace. The Lord bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God Amen. bless You've been listening to Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this episode, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif.